Um, Will, Ara, are you ready for this? I mean, (laughs) I was going to say, do I have a choice here? (laughs) What a way to, what a way, are you ready to podcast? Yeah, are are you ready to, to contribute opinions and content? Hello and welcome to the Android Police Podcast. My name is Daniel Bader. This week on the show, we got access to Google's Labs generative AI search over the last day or so. Journalists have been testing this and then tweeting all about how bad it is or how potentially democracy-ruiningly dangerous it is. It's plagiarizing. That was not. That's not surprising, but uh, it's doing it in weird ways, and we'll get into that. Uh, there's some Pixel news some Play Store stuff that will likely ruminate on, a Galaxy Watch 6 Classic leak that I'm extremely excited about. Some reason, I am more excited about the Galaxy Watch 6 than <laughs> I I go through cycles. I don't know about you, but like every two or three years, I get excited about smartwatches again, and I'm excited about smartwatches this year. Um, maybe because I haven't been wearing one for a few months. So you forget how annoying it is when you don't have it and you wear it and you're like, oh yeah, that's, there's a reason I stopped wearing this for six months at a time. <laughs> HBO Max is now just Max. And I read an article on AV Club yesterday saying, please, for the love of God, log your parents into the Max app once before succession on Sunday. So, oh, oh you know what? My parents are out of town this weekend. It's fine. I got time. It's all good. I got, hopefully this gets to you in time. You probably won't hear it before then, but I just, I pray, I pray for all the people that are watching Barry and yeah. Succession on Sunday night, yeah. series finales, both. I just, really wish they would have waited a week. Just, just, you can do this when the idol is airing. No one, no one's going to watch that. No one's going to non-ironically watch that. So we're fine. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think Zaslov works that way. I know. He just he, likes chaos. Yeah. No, I, I know. But we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. And then. I don't know if this is really a story, but YouTube is killing stories. So we'll end on that note. They're all in on shorts. Oh, and you reviewed a, a Motorola phone that you kind of liked, Will. So yeah, maybe, I'm happy to. Maybe if we have time, we'll so, get into that. We've been so review heavy in the last couple it's weeks. True. I was like, let's talk news. Let's just, let's be, let's be fun and light this week, you know? Yeah. <laughs> fun and light. Just, you know, it's a fun and light podcast, guys. No <laughs> Motorola reviews. Because that's dark and heavy <laughs> and sad, um, which is not actually false. But uh, this is a weird one because people seem seem to like it. Yeah. All right. Let's start with ge- generative AI. So, Will, mm-hmm. you got access to this. I mm-hmm. assume you'll be writing about it for the site at some point. But I would like to yeah. give us your your thirty second review of of what this is and what it does. Yeah, I got a I got a full demo this week from Google that was kind of just recapping the IO announcements. There was no surprise new information in it, but it was good to get a closer look at it not sitting in the stands in California while a plane flies overhead and I'm watching Slack and trying to make sure the Pixel 7a review goes live at the right time. So it was good to focus on it without having a million things in my mind. And they're like, yeah, so you'll get to try it later this week. And and late yesterday, I got access to it later than I would have. The email uh, was sorted into my promotions tab on Gmail. So I missed it for like two hours. So I've been kind of messing around with it uh, late last night and then this morning. And I think it's not very good. I think there's a reason this is an early preview. It is very, very obviously plagiarizing 
content without sourcing it. It is giving false information in some cases, such as the second search I did was for best budget Android phone. And the first one it recommended was the Galaxy A54. Sure, fine. It's a fine phone. And in the blurb next to it, it says that it doesn't support 5G networks, uh, which is not true. The full name of the phone is the Galaxy A54 5G. Amazing. So it's truly incredible. Like if you Going click, great. you click it and <laughs> it opens up the like shopping window so that, you know, Google can make some money off you buying it through their generative AI results. And every listing says 5G on it. So like they should know. I can't figure out where it's sourcing that from, which again is a it, it's a twofold problem. It's one, I think the three of us on this call, as well as anyone who works in our industry, would like to be credited for the work they're doing in in reviewing phones and recommending phones, or any hardware for that matter. And two, when something's wrong, I would like to know what the source it's pulling from is, and I cannot figure it out. It's kind of trying to do basically what we do which is like roundups of but but like it's pulling from other roundups and it's just bad it also this is bothering me like i i can't figure out why so whether you search best budget android phone or best android phone or whatever it seems like the first two results have a blurb that google is generating i think so like that the part where it says however it doesn't support 5g networks on the a54 i think google is writing that pulling from information and giving it back to you when you go down to the third pick and below, which is the OnePlus Nord N25G, it switches to just definitely copying and pasting from pros and cons lists. It's no longer sentences. It's a completely different format. For example, and, and this one, this one I can find because if you just copy and paste it into Google, it pulls it. I believe the Nord N25G stuff is all pulled from uh, Sasha's review a year ago at PC Magazine. There, it's just the pros and cons list from Sasha's review on May 6, 2022. So it's like, that's not super helpful. It's also stolen. It's literally just stolen information without crediting anyone. So um, not good. There, there are citations. Just like, where, where do they live? I, are there? They I live, don't. There are citations. There, or at least there are some citations. It's a little carousel that'll be at the bottom of that generative AI search, like, box within the search window i'm not seeing them there are three tabs at least on desktop there are three cards at the top two of these are pulling from tech advisor and one is pulling from mobile this appears to be a bangladeshian retailer selling the a the galaxy a04 that is their top source uh, so it gives you three links to websites but it doesn't say where the information came from yes that's the problem Right. Okay. Yeah. It's also the a the A O four five G is the top source apparently according to this. That's the top card it's giving me. The first of a carousel of cards. But the A O four five G is also not on this list, so I don't know why it's surfacing that for me. I guess this Bangladeshian mobile store has really good SEO. Right. But that's the thing is that the whole idea behind generative AI results is that it should not be influenced by SEO. It's taking bits and pieces from everything. Right. And you should not be able to game the system. It's smart enough to glean the right information it's from not. the best sources because, <laughs> and maybe this is a bit inside baseball, but Google has been telling us as publishers over the last year to focus way less on, quote, optimization and more just on providing accurate 
human style information on your website, right? You can't, they're saying sites like this Bangladeshi tech site should not be able to game the search results anymore. And clearly that's not true. If bad information is showing up in one of the top three results or whatever you want to call it in this carousel. And there are other examples. I mean, we'll link to it in the show notes, but Ben Shun of 9to5Google, he did a couple of searches for things about the Pixel tablet dock, and the information was plagiarized, literally, they were from, pulling from one of his articles. <laughs> and it does not credit. So 9to5Google is linked in the carousel, but it does not credit the actual work to Ben or to 9to5, and it's taking the words verbatim. So that's not really what no. Google promised. No, it isn't. I will say it is more than three cards if you do these generative searches on mobile. Because I'm looking at the same thing. You can scroll thing. through. There are arrows to scroll through for sure. But I, I just don't think anyone's going to. I, I, oh, no, I don't think they are either. But it also, also not just useful. makes. Well, it's also that all of the things that are uh, that are listed, like the first five of these are all individual phones that are then not listed in this right. uh like aren't the in the list at all yeah you have to scroll like past through five or six uh articles before you get to one that is pulling from a best budget androids phone right our best budget android phones guide is the 12th in the carousel and i do want to note that the listing that google is giving us for the a 14 5g which is apparently good for gaming it's not i don't know where it got that it, it's labeled a bunch of these as good for gaming i don't know why the blurb says a fast high-res display for just 200 dollars, improved design over its prede- predecessors no ip rating so don't get it wet and mono speaker quality is poor and that did sound familiar to me uh and it's because i wrote it <laughs> <laughs> uh also just i mean maybe again this is a little bit too niche but i think our audience will appreciate it the fact that it is saying that the A54 is the best Android, the best budget Android phone, even though it's a $500 phone, mm-hmm. is a little odd to me, right? Yeah. You're telling everybody in the US, because this is limited to the US right now, that a $500 phone is the best budget Android phone you can buy. When I would say objectively, that is not true. It's a great device, but $500, I think. Google's definition, just at its core of what a budget phone is, is wrong. Well, yeah. I mean, this is a this is a problem that I had recently uh, adding the 7A to our budget Android phones roundup. And it is in there, but it is as a premium pick and with some... Uh, but it, that's I, it, right? This, this is context collapse, right? When right. you ask for a single re- result, right. exactly. you lose the context of what we as a publisher are providing you, right? We're not, we're saying, okay, your Pixel 6a is the best overall budget phone, but the 7a is a little bit better for a little bit more money. And if you really like Samsung and you're willing to spend money and you like displays and whatever, there's the A54. It's in there, but we have six or seven other picks and Google is basically collapsing all of that ability into taking bits and pieces of information from different places and stringing it together, not in a very honorable way and giving you a definitive answer and people are going to believe google because google has trained people to believe that its results are trustworthy so why wouldn't it why wouldn't they believe that the generative results based on all of our work is trustworthy too 
And we can't argue with that, right? We can't appeal to Google and say, you're wrong. The A54 isn't the best budget Android phone. That context collapse impacts the users, but it also impacts the publishers because there's no button or hotline or email address that we can send a message to Google and say, we disagree with you, right? We can give yeah. it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. At that's about it. At the very bottom of the card, at the very bottom. Yeah, and I, and I think ultimately that's dangerous because people are going to be searching for a lot more important things than an Android phone, a lot more sensitive information, dangerous information, medical information. And I know Google obviously treats medical information differently, and there's going to be a lot more hedging, but it still has the potential to be quite dangerous because of the same reason we were talking about it with ChatGPT, right? It's definitive. It says at the top, the disclaimer, this may provide incorrect information, it's new, whatever. But people are going to ignore that. And that's, I think that's problematic. Well, and also, once it's active on your account, like you're not opting into this. If you search, if, it, if this is active on your account and you search best budget Android phone, you get about five seconds of seeing the actual results while it generates a response. But like, it's not like you have to, you're not opting in every time to seeing these, like you're not clicking a, give me generative result. Like it's just happening once it's active. For some of those you actually do. And I, I do want to note for something. I, I just did a medical search and there's sure. an icon at the top of the generative AI that looks like a, a bar with a list. If I tap that, it puts notations after every, basically every sentence with a link. So there might be a version of this that does have medical that does have citations, but that might be also is that for medical stuff or, ju- or on everything. This is uh, I just noticed it on a okay. medical thing, but let me let me go back to one of my not, others. I'm not seeing it on. There is like an icon that I can click that switches over. It's a little more sourced, but it's still like. But it, it also just shows that itself. for a lot of these that it's pulling from the wrong links. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and it is like the from sources random... it lists for the A54 are in Galaxy A04 or yes. two Galaxy A04 articles, which is where it's getting. I bet that's where it's getting that the A54 doesn't support 5G. And honestly, I mean, I mean, looking at this, like it also, you know, I know I'm now noticing that it says it's got 32 to 256 gigabytes of storage. I'm pretty sure the A54 does not start at 32 gigabytes of storage uh, just off the top of my head. Right. It doesn't. Yeah. So like, but again, that button, first of all, it's hard to notice it doesn't, it doesn't tell you what, what it's it gonna is. do when you click it. it it's it's four lines like what that doesn't if they need to mark this as like view i mean realistically every single thing should have the word source under it and like it, you should be able to click the button the source button that is clearly labeled source and then it will show you what the source is and so that way when you're like the a54 doesn't have 5g i swear it does you don't have to like hunt around for the button. You can click source and it will say, well, I'm pulling all this from this AO4 4G listing. And it's like, oh, Google's just wrong. Okay, I understand. And then I guess you can just scroll all the way down to the bottom and I don't know, click a click an actual result instead of using AI. But I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm they should have labeled this better or at least it should explain, okay. Here are all of your options when you're using this, especially since it's a labs feature and they want people to use the damn thing. Because I would just want source on by default all the time. Like, I, I get having the pretty list and having it be shorter. Give me give me the links where they actually use their stuff. More than any other AI company right now, Google has to walk, like, the finest line between giving users relevant data in a 
clean and presentable fashion while also like pleasing publishers because like we all kind of live or die on on google's website and the fact that they're starting off by being like wait you guys wanted like easily accessible sources uh we didn't even realize like i just it's a this is a bad start on like every front in my opinion well thankfully this is a still a labs right now and b all of the results are pretty terrible are pretty easily noticeable as terrible so most of the time you can ignore them to us to us like if I showed my mom this and I was like, what do you think of the A54 5G? She she might be like, oh, it doesn't support 5G. That's weird. And then move on to a different phone. She's not going to be like, why does the A54? Like, clearly that's wrong. Like, my mom's not going to know that. No offense to my mom. No one's mom is going to know that. So what's interesting is that Google spent 30 minutes of its two-hour keynote last week talking about responsible and ethical AI. And in its early stages, is not even close to meeting the standards of disclosure that it needs to, and sourcing. And it just feels like I know they're going to improve this. They're couching this whole rollout under the labs, the guise of labs and beta or whatever. Like Google was famous for leaving things in beta for years, decades, in order to inure itself of criticism that it's releasing incomplete products, right? I think this is the same thing. They can't call it a beta because they want people to think of it as an evolving, almost like a, a living product, a subscription, whatever whatever thing, right? We've moved beyond the word beta in the, in the zeitgeist of software. And especially because it's, it's just a feature that they're tacking on to a lot of other Google services. I think calling it a beta within search would make people not want to use it, right? But putting it under the lab's umbrella does give them the excuse of, well, we're, we're still evolving this. It's still in early stages, et cetera, et cetera. But as you said, there's a lot of hype behind this. I think far more hype behind this particular rollout than Bard ever had. And as people sign up for it, it's not that you can't, just correct me if I'm wrong. You can disable this once you activate it, right? You can turn it off. I assume I can go back to labs and I, I mean, yeah. I'll do it right now. We'll see but it's unlikely to happen, right? It's probably yeah. a toggle that people are unlikely to press because more often than not, like this is actually quite an impressive piece of software. It's an ex- it's an impressive experience. If you're not thinking about how all the ways it can lie to you and you're just looking at it at a 30,000 foot level, and you're getting a definitive answer from Google about something that you're curious of. This is actually quite impressive. Uh, you you can you can turn it off uh, if you go back to to basically. I just refiled the link in my in my email, and and it, yeah. it's a toggle. There you go. I also want to say it kind of sort of sources depending on what you ask it. So if like one of the follow up questions, okay. <laughs> So it gives you suggested follow-up questions. The first one I clicked was, which brand is best for budget smartphones? It basically just re-gave me the entire... It didn't actually answer the question. It gave me the same, like, here are some things to consider, and then gave me, like, basically the same exact list, except this time the iPhone SE was on it because I didn't say Android smartphone. Well, if you ask it the best anything that could 
possibly be subjective, it refuses to answer. It will give you a collection. It will never give you a definitive choice. Well, but then one of the recommended ones was what is the most reliable smartphone brand? And that one actually, like, at least gave me, like, actual generative AI info where it says, and and this is what's sourced, is... According to consumer reports, Apple and Samsung are the most reliable, blah, blah, blah. However, uswitch.com says that Google Pixels are blah, blah, blah. And then next to it are three cards. It's the wire cutters guide for best smartphones. And then the consumer reports and uswitch stuff. I would like to see hyperlinks perhaps added to this as opposed to cards next to it. But like at least that is better than what we were seeing. I still don't think this is particularly useful answer in that like it's probably if i copy and paste these paragraphs it's probably just copying it from the websites but without the actual like like context that you would want but at least uh it's a little better than what i've been complaining about for the last uh 15 minutes or so and remember like this is what assistant has been doing for years it tries to give you a single good answer and if it can't do that it says according to some top source you know, and, and like, I think this is increasingly what Google is going to do. It, it will hedge where it needs to hedge, and then it will give you a definitive answer when it feels confident. And the question is, will it source this properly? Will it source it respectfully? Will it injure or damage the ability for publishers and other reference websites to actually get the traffic that they need? There is a symbiotic relationship that. I think Google has to thread and by not sourcing properly and not making it very clear that it is deriving this information from our work, we're going to have to find other ways to do our work, right? Like it just, it doesn't, they can't take and take and take and not give something back. They still have to generate traffic to other websites. So eventually I think this will mediate itself, but right now it does feel like Google is showing off and is doing it at publisher's expense. Now that I've been playing around with it for another 30 seconds while you were speaking, Daniel, I want to say that I, I do think it is giving back. If you guys look in the podcast channel on Slack, you'll see that I asked it, uh, what is the best Android news website? And Android Police was first on the list. So I think okay, that, you know what? Never mind. I take everything back. Swayed. No. Take, all is forgiven. We're, we're fine, all good. Uh, uh, this Just rules. Forget 10 out of 10. everything I said over the last <laughs> half an hour. We're, we're, we're good here. Um, I love it says it's the subjective as different people have different preferences. It's like saying <laughs> when you write like, what's the best Android phone? And it's like, well, when people consider buying a phone, they think about things like screen and battery life. What even is a phone? Camera. You know, like, I don't like, like hmm. let's take a step back, right? Like, I love that it's going to have to be couched. Like anytime you ask it anything remotely subjective, which is everything. Oh, yeah. These are going to be the most noncommittal <laughs> answers in the history of search. It's going to be honestly so funny that it's going to be like well um some people like this don't get mad at me don't get mad at me it's it's going to be so good it's going to be so good i'd almost feel better if they would make a choice and people can disagree with it but just dilly-dallying and trying to straddle the fence is just going to chafe you and going to piss off your readers even more yeah i agree all right let's move on uh this is a weird one the solution to the f- pixels fingerprint issues maybe right under your nose This is so nasty. (laughs) This is weird. Ara, what's going on here? So 
the grand solution that these people have come up with for fixing the optical fingerprint sensor under the Pixel 7a, 7, all of these Pixel phones is to wipe some of the grime and collected oils off of like your nose or one of your cheeks. And then after doing that, sticking your thumb or whatever finger over the sensor in order to have the oils and the grime help get a better read of your dirty finger. <laughs> to which I'd say, okay, you might be getting a lower false rejection rate. At the same time, you are just eating away at the oleophobic coating on either your screen or your screen protector. Please, dear God, if you're going to do this, please use a screen protector you can replace every now and again. No, it's it's fine. They can just wipe off the grease with like Windex, some some really strong cleaner. That'll that won't damage the oleophobic. Yeah, Lysol wipes. Oh. Yeah, just what use use uh, Lysol wipes on your face too, and then it'll it'll. <laughs> To fix your oil problems at the same time. Also, guys, if you keep rubbing at the oils that are on your face throughout the day to unlock your phone, you are also going to mess up your face because that yeah. is one of the ways that you can give yourself acne. You will 100% have a breakout from doing You're also going to be like rubbing whatever grime was on your hand on your... Yeah, on it's- your phone! <laughs> it's um, No, this is a really good idea because what it'll do is it'll remind everybody what it was like to be 14 again. And uh, yeah. they, they're going to really have like a midlife crisis thinking about how awful grade nine was and uh, how you have to take Accutane for our acne God. problem and get all the side effects involved in that and then had to, you know, deal with all the terrible for and I, 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 I mean, this is a theoretical yeah. situation, obviously. I feel so bad for y'all, mostly because I refuse to go to a dermatologist. I have never had to be on Accutane or anything, but I remember what it did to my sisters, and I'm just like, nope. Yeah. I will take the zits. Bring the, them on. Uh, being a teenager is hard. <laughs> the, the, uh, there are people in the in the Reddit thread on this who are like, yeah, um, not only will I not be doing this, but also, if your hands are that dry, have you, have you nerds considered trying moisturizers? Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> Please just get some hand lotion. <laughs> Drop the skincare. We could write up a buyer's guide for you. Best hand cream for Pixel 7a screens. Like, Don't we'll do it, guys. Write that. I will link to everything Bath and Body Works. Didn't they cl- Oh, no, no, no. That was, uh, no, that bed, was bed, bed, Bath, and Beyond. Beyond. Bed, Bath, Bath and Body Beyond. Works is the Thriving. best. <laughs> Can I just say, uh, this? Is, hopefully I'll have a review of this up next week. Uh, probably The nose thing? Week. No, please, no, 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 no. I'm going, no. I'm going somewhere. After my Motorola review went live yesterday, I switched to uh, the the Sony Xperia One Mark Five. God, I love how that took you twenty seconds. To it, say. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it, the box says One Five on it. I feel like I'm. It's like a Final Fantasy version of a phone. Um, they have not fixed the uh, fingerprint sensor that has for generations of this device been maybe the worst side mounted sensor on a phone. I, I think I've gotten it to work three times. I, I just ended up taking off the screen lock on the phone yesterday. No, it, I'm going to put it back on. But I was like, I kept Wait, unlocking it. And I was like, this is so annoying on there without a passcode. I want to know how you managed to log into anything. I haven't left the house in three days. Oh, it's fine. Because he's embarrassed about using his Sony phone in public. Listen, I, I no no comment on the tone of the review, but um, is it under embargo? Also, is this no. is this really oh, okay. something that should be so hard for a capacitive like sensor in the power button? Like Samsung was getting this crap right five years ago. You'd think, <sighs> you'd think, but and uh, isn't that what this? That's what the folds use too, right? 
It is. And it's yeah, fine. And it's fine on the fold. No, it, like, like this is how I know it's not me because it's fine on the folds. It's it's not great, but it's fine on my iPad. Like, like for the most part, I find them fine, but I prefer like either on the back or under the screen. Like I know some people hate it under the screen. I'm fine with it. Like there is something, I don't know what sensor Sony is using on this $1,400 phone, but it does not work. Like I, I love, I love that every year we tell this story that Sony does almost nothing to upgrade its phones. This is the same phone it's released for five years now. Yes, um, yes, like is. a handful of like hardcore Sony stands publish just the most effusively positive coverage. I don't get it. Can I just say, like, not to give away how I feel about the phone after 24 hours of using it, but like, I don't know what I'm missing, and and I can already tell that the same people who who got mad at me for being like, maybe we should give this Motorola phone a chance, are going to turn around and be like, be nice to Sony. Like, we should have more competition in the Android space. Right. Uh, competitors have to actually compete in order for that to happen. Yeah. Sony does not sure seem do. content on doing that, considering the release schedule of this phone and every phone that they've had in the last half decade. Yeah, I don't know if this has a hard release date. I think it's sometime in July, but I'm not under a review embargo. So yeah, it'll go. It'll go live when I mean they've already they already they, Jules cut this, but and I had to be like wow. amazing. At least they gave it to you before it came out because yeah. fa- Sony's famous for like having five review units, only giving it to people that they know will review it positively, and then waiting until two weeks after the phone's available when nobody cares to offer it to every other publication. Yeah, and I wasn't particularly positive on the on the five mark four last year so i'm i am surprised you mean the one mark four no i know the the five five mark four i didn't really yeah they're god yeah that's the small slightly smaller one with a 1080p screen but is otherwise identical Identical. in every other way yep yeah it's it's brilliant just brilliant (laughs) the only sony review i want to see this summer is the review for the xm5 earbuds yeah we can hope that's it right sony produces such good quality Products. Okay, and if we get any um, new like smart speakers from Sony, because we need more Google Assistant smart speakers, and the Reality Audio ones were great, except for not having a freaking microphone. Can we stay on Sony for a second and, and yeah. just talk a bit about the hardware that they announced during the the PlayStation? Yes, Direct? yes, we can. <laughs> yes, we can. So, Project Q is this portable gaming. It looks like a mock-up. It looks thing. like a fan-made mock-up. It's incredible. So it, it's basically a DualSense controller that has an 8-inch screen in just the melded, welded into the middle of it. It's like Xbox 720-style renders of, like, look at look at the Vita yes. 2. Oh, my God. Like, remember back in the day? <laughs> yeah. People would make these fan renders about an, an Xbox cloud gaming thing like it is exactly that it's literally like if you haven't seen it just like think about the dual sense cut the touchpad out and then and then stick the two sides on a on a tablet and like that's what it is it, yeah yeah it's the razor uh, uh oh my god what was it called <laughs> i forget edge it's forgettable thank was, you edge yeah. the razor edge it doesn't have 5g but uh the other th- the, i mean just it's so interesting here like it this will all come down to cost, but it's a 1080p display, 60 frames per second, and it's an LCD panel. So that's whatever. It's going to be $300 and it's going to be display. too expensive and it's not going to sell. 
And but there's no hardware in it. It has to be, you have to stream your games from a PS5. You have to use remote play. And I, I guess down the road, it could have cloud gaming support, but that wasn't even talked about during the reveal. I am very curious about this, especially given the fact that like the PSVR 2 is more expensive than the PS5. They're making their money from hardware, except um, on the PS5. Like That's Sony's strategy this generation. Do you know what was announced 30 hours before uh, Project Q or whatever it's called? Uh, what? That the, the Backbone was bringing their, their PlayStation branded uh, oh my God, controller yes. to, to Android phones. That's true. Poor, poor Backbone. I mean, maybe, but like at the same time, like it's it's a hundred dollars and it's going to be like the same experience, but on a smaller screen. But like this doesn't look particularly comfortable to hold. I, I like Backbone's products. Um, I, I have the, the PlayStation one for, for review currently. And like, I think they're they're pretty good, except it does point out. And Sony's thing is going to have the same issue is that any game that uses the touchpad, you have to use the virtual one on the screen. Oh. which can range from not a problem at all to dire, depending on the game. What game uses the touchpad in any meaningful way? So I've been like on and off playing uh, the, the very silly, uh, very goofy M-rated uh, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins, uh, which is the game, uh, if you remember, um, it, the, where the hero won't stop screaming about chaos. Okay. That game uses the touchpad as a button to interact with pretty much everything in the game. Interesting. So like save points, doors, which is fine on a controller because you right. can just you're just clicking a button. Uh, it's less fine on remote play. So I, I have a backbone one for the iPhone because that was the yeah. first product they released. Right. And then Apple made its camera hump massive on the 13 yeah. Pro series. And they had to release a 3D printed adapter. I have one. Yeah, I have the same thing. And I remember now it like when you buy it, it comes in the box, yeah. but I just find the whole thing hilarious. It's so very funny. At the same time, like it's a, it's a very good controller. It's a super high quality product. Yeah. I really, really like that, it. That's it's what I'm saying. Like expensive. backbone stuff is good. Yeah. It's just like, it's been overshadowed this week by project Q. Although I agree with you. It's a, I would take a smaller OLED display that supports higher refresh rates over whatever project Q is probably going to offer given that the phone can also be used for, you know, Xbox and all other Android games that support controllers. So, yeah, we'll see. But uh, also they released or they announced a pair of, of low latency gaming earbuds. Kind of kind of cool, I suppose. I think Ara just wants the XM5s. I think she's actually like fuming right now that these are not the XM5s. <laughs> I am I fuming right now that these are not the XM5s because I do not know how I managed to snag that review when I was at AC, but I love these things and I would kill to review the sequel. They're going to announce four more pairs of Link Buds before they announce the uh Oh, I'm, I'm fully aware. <laughs> Link Buds Q. It's got to happen. If, if Sony was going to release the XM5s this year, it would have to be in the next two months, and I don't think they're going to. And they can't release it any later in the year. Otherwise, it'll just be lost in the fall release cycle and the holiday shopping season. What What do the fours need to like? What, yeah, what they do they added need to improve or fix through like a software update? And that was the big complaint about the XM fours. So I'd like them to be a little bit lighter and a little bit smaller, if at all possible, sure. because y'all both have larger ears. Uh, when I got my XM fours, uh, that was two weeks of cartilage pain with the uh, 
cartilage in my ears having to adapt to the size of the XM4s. I still can't believe I actually have smaller that. ears. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, my ears are like really picky about headphones. It's why I suck with Jabra because I tried Jabra. It, they were like the ones that fit my ears right. And I was like, well, I guess this is just my brand now. I mean, granted, the Sonys are great. They fit yeah. fine now, but that is because I have yeah. gone through the pain in order to make them fit. Okay, let's keep moving. Very quickly, the downloader app for Apple, for Apple, for Android TV was removed from the apps from the Play Store due to piracy concerns. And the concern, Will, is that you can load a piracy streaming website inside the app because it's a, a web browser. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I think the developer behind Downloader is being a little silly. It's like, like this app, especially on like Fire TVs, is like if you look up any guide on how to like install Kodi on Fire TV or whatever, like every guide uses Downloader. So like, I think it's a little silly to pretend you don't know what people are using your app for but at the same time it is a web browser like like google's still wrong here like it is a plex exists exactly like plex is on the play store like just because like you can yeah exactly like you're i get it but your argument falls apart when you're like there are so many if you want to do bad things like don't allow plex don't allow any of the synology apps that literally give you a torrent inside the downloading app that is available for android exactly like this happens yeah. all the time with icon packs and all these other apps yeah yeah exactly like people abuse them and assets are stolen but like google can't moderate everything so they target one or two apps or developers and make an example of them and yeah i think this is this is very silly is it just too much to ask that Google pay more attention to making legal streaming apps better on Android TV and other platforms before going after the piraters so hard. Yes, it's too much. (laughs) (laughs) If you ask them, it's much easier to issue takedown notices. Because, I mean, even like this week, Google uh, Play Movies purchases on the Shield TV. uh, ZKD and Matt and a couple of the others were complaining about how since NVIDIA Shield still doesn't have Google TV, if they purchase movies on their Shield, and then try to play them, they get massive yeah, they have to uh, go technical issues. Yeah. They have to go through YouTube in order to watch their purchases. And to me, I'm just like, this is Google's platform, and Google has worked with NVIDIA in the past, so I see literally nothing here that should be a problem other than NVIDIA wants Google TV without the ad carousel, which is a totally reasonable ask. God, streaming is so bad. It's yeah. so bad right now. Oh my god. Anyway, and I pay f- so much for it. Do you want to just get into? The yeah, Mac let's just stuff do quickly? it. Let's yes, just get it out that's, of the a, way. that's a transition. May twenty third. Yeah, HBO Max becomes Max on most platforms. It replaces the app listing, right? On some platforms, it does not. So I think Android TV is one of those where it does not replace it, and you actually have to download a separate app. But this, I mean, I don't know. You're American. You probably have more feelings about this but i i just find the whole thing to be quite silly in like the grand scheme of things can, can i will I, say it's an app rebrand right it is an, it's, yes. it made you download a separate app but i am happy that because i still had hbo max installed i didn't have to log in again i downloaded the app i opened it and it just went straight to my profile picker so on fire tv 
it replaced the app. I did not have to download anything, but it, it did log me out. I had to relog back in. So, Although they, they added QR codes finally, so it was relatively painless, which, which HBO Max did not have and was <laughs> frustrating. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a rebrand for the most part. It's just stupid. I mean, I mean, it's like I, I tweeted this on iOS, for example. It was it's separate apps. So like someone tweeted the screenshot of the two next to each other. And like before it gets cut off by by Apple's either open or, or get buttons, it's HBO Max colon stream TV and and then dot dot dot. The max one is max colon stream HBO comma TV dot dot. So it's the same four words. It's HBO max stream TV, just in a different order, which I think is so funny to me. I don't know. I saw that and it tickled me. It's the same four words. It is. Just scrambled them. They just gave us a new app that still has tons of technical issues. Yeah. From what what I understand, the, the Apple TV version is like much worse. It's no longer using the like native Apple TV video player it's using like a proprietary one that is noticeably worse than what apple uses um so that sounds bad i i'm not using apple tv but well i mean it's just the biggest pain in the ass for me when i went and started watching stuff on h uh, on the actual max app and the reason i've only watched one thing on the max app so far is it wouldn't let me see forward i had to hit the button every like for every 30 seconds i jumped forward so when trying to fast forward through like entire scenes in an hour and a half long movie that just became so tedious and we had fixed that on hbo max and now it's gone again cool yeah it's mostly just a reason to dunk on uh poorly run corporations or like kind of the silliness of streaming right now but i mean like for the most part it's whatever it's just a bad rebrand like as you said daniel there's not much else to it did you but, see the uh, the minor controversy that they oh yeah about rid creators? Of the credits section yeah. Oh, oh, minor right now. I, I it, <laughs> they are in the middle of negotiating uh yeah, contracts with the DGA and 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 um WGA. And the, the act in the well, no 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 uh, the, the WG is on strike. They're not negotiating anything yeah. right now uh with the the Screen Actors Guild. And the the idea of like the Screen Actors Guild already voted this week. I I think they voted positively to authorize a strike. I actually don't remember how that I don't know how that vote went out. But like Talk about the the worst moment to try to downplay the importance of the roles people play in creating, you know, like listing <laughs> real life person and inspiration for Raging Bull, Jake, uh, oh God, LaMotta, right? Jake LaMotta next to director of the movie Martin Scorsese. And like, you really fucked this one up. Like, it's hilarious, but also could lead to more strikes in the long run. And like the excuse that this was a technical error is... That's not how applications work. Someone programmed this. They did this on purpose and then they lied about it. So Yeah. I mean, I'm saying it's minor because it will be fixed. Sure. But the fact that it shipped this way is egregious and unforgivable. But it also just shows that like Zaslav and his compatriots have no respect they don't for the people no, they that don't create yeah. what, what's on their services. I think there was a, a also not minor, but it, there was a bit of a, a news cycle around Disney Plus removing a whole bunch of content from its platform. Yeah, they, they scrapped a ton of stuff, yeah. And uh, there was, I think, what's her name? The, C, the uh, director of CODA, she tweeted the other day, oh, uh, uh, Sean Hader. I was going to say, she was just in Barry. <laughs> yeah, she was just in Barry, but uh, Sean Hader tweeted the other day, that like she doesn't own physical copies of any of her movies and that if some 
platform decides to deplatform her her stuff, like that's it. She's got no way. I mean, obviously she has a way, but like it's just it's just awful that like this is happening to save a few dollars. But uh, there it is. I mean, I I will remind everybody that there are still Blu-ray and digital copy combo packs out there, and they deserve for some love. stuff, just not for but not for everything. I mean, I no, mean, not for everything. That's something that either big studios will do it for big films, or indie studios have to really push for it. Uh, listen. Netflix can do whatever it wants with the Irishman. I have my Criterion Collection Blu-ray, so I'm safe. My 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 mass my Scorsese masterpiece, undersung masterpiece, is safe with on my book. But it self-destructs in 2035. <laughs> yeah, if they delete it off Netflix. Well, no, it's just I can watch it, but I have to pay Netflix eight dollars a month. Right. They have DRM in the Blu-ray. <laughs> you have to play one of their Netflix games for ten minutes in order to get access to the Irishman. Yeah, if I don't if I don't complete the first you chapter get of Kentucky, you get Route credit. Zero. For you know, play TMNT, uh, oh, nice. Shredder's Revenge. Every ten minutes, you get a couple more minutes of Irishman credit. I mean, that <laughs> does seem like where Netflix is going because they're pushing all of these, all of these games. Some of them are quite good, actually. They just released a remastered version of World of Goo, yeah, as a Netflix games exclusive, which is like just genius, right? They're doing exactly what Apple Arcade is doing, but for Android users too. And I'm all for that because the only games on Apple Arcade I play are the plus games that are just re-released right. versions of older games that have been remastered and take, you know, all the in-app purchases have been removed. All right, let's move on. Let's co- talk a little Wait, bit about the... While we're what? on Netflix, shouldn't we talk about the password thing? I, I mean, I made oh. the joke. All it is, it's $8 a month to add another <laughs> household to your account. That is so much money. It's so much more than I that thought it was going to be. That is an entire separate account's worth. But more, more or less. I'm yeah, just it's... like, okay, I just need to... Because I'm on my parents' Netflix account, so I'm just like, okay, I just need to uninstall the apps. Yeah, and whenever gone. they come and visit, they can get mad, and that's just how it goes. <sighs> Too much money. Uh, we can leave it at that. It, it, I have but- not seen anything. I have three people on my Netflix account. I was talking to someone else in well, Canada. I did not Canada. see the same mm. thing. Anything, but it's supposed No, it was to already be- live in Canada. It was supposed to be here. Like, I yeah. think they, they just are ignoring me. That You are not the only person who has told me this, but... I just like, I'll take it. No, yeah, I have less faith than in the in the US, but who who knows? Who knows? All right, Galaxy Watch 6 Classic Pro, whatever you want to call it, renders were released yesterday, looks fairly uh unsurprising, but it does confirm what we have suspected and heard through other earlier leaks. The dial is back. Uh it does seem to have a very similar design to the previous galaxy watch 4 classic maybe a little bit slimmer uh it's hard to tell so long as it doesn't get as ridiculously hot yours got hot uh the galaxy watch 4 classic had tons of issues with with overheating because i kept coming across them whenever we were doing guides and just researching the watch whenever people were having problems because the watch 4 was the first wear os 3 watch so we Hmm, just were paying attention all the time uh, I think it I happened never a, way more issue. on the LTE version, but oh, there were some Wi-Fi model, uh, but there were Wi-Fi model users that were reporting it overheating as well. Yeah, I mean, rumor has it that it will have a slightly newer, more efficient Exynos chip than the one found in the Galaxy Watch Five, so overheating issues should not be a problem anymore. Similar size circular display does not seem like there are going to be many new sensors, but that may change. I don't, I, other than the fact that they're bringing this back, the bezel, which I think is the reason to get this smartwatch, 
I I don't I don't really have much more to say about it. I'm just I'm just excited. This is great and all, but like I still I should write something about this. I still don't think anyone has caught up. Like like when I think smartwatch personally, I think like fitness. I don't I don't know. I I understand that not everyone wears them for fitness tracking, but like no one has caught up to Apple on fitness tracking. And 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 no matter, you know, Google wants to hype up Fitbit or whatever and Samsung like did this last year, but like I'm all I'm doing is begging for someone on on the Android side of things to like catch up to what what Apple has done with with fitness tracking. That's all. I agree with you. I think Samsung is in the best position to compete and I don't think that it has yet. They've sort of teased these software editions, but Sam but um what's it called Galaxy We're talking about Samsung Health, right? Samsung Health. Samsung, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not a great app. No. Um and the sensors just don't appear to be as accurate, which is obviously going to be the the biggest issue with most fitness products. That said, they probably learned quite a bit releasing the Galaxy Watch 5 Pro. Yeah. So I would not be surprised if the fitness features on the 6 series are far better. I hope so. Yeah. Who knows? That'll likely be released alongside the Z Fold 5 and the Z Flip 5, which uh, we've heard will be announced at either late July, early August, something like that. So similar time period to last year. And of course, we're going to be reviewing those watches and those foldables when it is the absolute hottest outside and we have to go see if the fitness stuff works. Just like <sighs> last year. <laughs> yep. Right. We're going to make Will okay, I mean, run I will. No, marathon. I'm on phone duty this year. You guys have fun running. You guys go oh, for it. Oh, I, I volunteer <laughs> for the Watch 6. No, so I would I would do a, I would do a wearable review as long as I can. I Whatever foldable I review, I you know, it's it's they'll pair well together at least. Right. Like. They will. Um, I I actually enjoyed reviewing the Pro last year, even though I didn't particularly, I liked, didn't love it. Um, And I kind of said that the fitness stuff was a bit of a, the added fitness stuff was a bit of a gimmick, but like, I'd love to see how it evolved over a year. Like, I'm hoping it does, so. I've still only gotten like the uh, heart monitoring stuff. I've only gotten an accurate reading from the Samsung Health Monitor app twice in a year. But I still, I mean... I liked my Galaxy Watch 4. I liked the, Gal- the Galaxy Watch 5 was not super interesting, but it was a good it was a decent upgrade for the $30 price increase that I got and I'm looking very much forward to the 6 if we're finally going to get a new chipset and new health sensors. So, bring it on. I will drag I will wear that watch all over Walt Disney World. All right. Motorola is poised to announce two new foldables in the next little bit. This one, the more expensive one, is rumored to be called the Razer 40 Ultra. It may just be called the Razer Ultra in the U.S. because I think they reserve their number schemes for Europe, but it could just be like Razer Ultra and then Razer 2023 because Motorola is terrible at naming. I think the main reason to care about this, aside from the colors, which look awesome, actually. Yeah, I really like the pink, red thing i don't know fuchsia yeah. i don't know what to call yeah, it it I'm, looks I'm, good I'm, I'm kind of i'm 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 here for it there's going to be an external 3.6 inch display on the outside that will just be an android screen it's going to have a basically a one-to-one aspect ratio but other than that you'll just be able to do whatever on it unlike basically every other clamshell foldable display we're looking at Snapdragon 8 plus Gen 1 chip, which is great. I think it's totally fine. It works really well. Yeah. 
8 gigs of RAM, 256 gigs of storage, 12 megapixel f1.5 main shooter with fairly large pixels, OIS, 13 megapixel ultra wide, and a 32 megapixel selfie camera, 3,800 milliamp hour battery. I'm thinking that this will do fine, right? It's a clamshell foldable. We definitely need more competition for those in the United States. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I still, like, I'm not as bullish on foldables as I was a year ago. Right. Yeah. And I'm less bullish on clamshell foldables than I ever have been. But I still like the idea. And I think it's a good thing that they're making this. Right now, uh, Michael Fisher is screaming in his car. I'm fine with I mean, that. He's, I'd he's like just to have him on the show. I just want and he can, everyone, he's he told can me directly me. that he, like, he's, he's like, I'm going to come on and yell at you guys. Please. I would love to podcast. No, yeah, we're going to, we're going to get again. him on. Mm-hmm. He, he said he would come on around the, around the Samsung foldables to, to Yay. have a pro fold element to the, the vo- I mean, Hey, I, I show, like, but. I like the flip four. I need to send that back to AT&T. Sorry, Tim. Um, <laughs> but I'm for phones that fit in my pockets. And that is the clamshell foldable. That is what will fit in women's pockets nowadays. Yeah, I again, like I'm looking at this through a very self-centered view. I'm sure that there are practical uses for a foldable like this, a clamshell foldable. Obviously, Samsung has had more success with the Z Flip series and the Z Fold for many reasons, but price, just overall size is one of them. Marketing it to a more lifestyle-friendly demographic definitely makes sense. But I think, I don't want to belabor the Motorola Edge Plus review thing. We, we You know, it's a good phone that nobody will remember in a couple of months. Wow, I'll remember it. True. <laughs> but there does seem to be something in the water in Chicago this year that is making it, Motorola is at least like getting their stuff together in some way that they haven't in the, in the past couple of years. I think so. You know, I, I, I don't want to, you know, spend too much time on the Moto Edge Plus. Go read my review. I, I like the phone. I gave it an 8.5 uh, out of 10. I have very few complaints overall about it. I even think the camera is like not bad. It's it's at least on par with like OnePlus. But we've seen Motorola really struggle to come up with any kind of competent flagship phone. And I, I think they've done it this year. And I'm kind of hopeful. You know, this I'm also coming off the ThinkPhone, which I liked a lot as well. Like I'm, I'm hopeful about these razors but at the same time you know you add a foldable element to anything and you're you're dealing with a whole host of new issues i mean like who knows how that battery will hold up like the cameras are not going to be good but like that's what we've that that's both an issue we expect from motorola at this point anyway well again like the edge plus photos were actually not bad but we're going back to a foldable size like even samsung like the, the z flip 4 is not a particularly good like camera phone so no um, it isn't yeah so like i i'm excited to to check it out and to ara's point like i would like more uh clamshell competition in the u.s because right now samsung doesn't have any in the u.s like period unless you're willing to buy like the second gen or not even second gen just razor 5g from 2020 which you shouldn't you should not do that so yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm I'm hopeful, but at the same time, I I I'm also being kind of realistic about it. I just keep my expectations just locked in the basement, and if something's if it if it exceeds expectations, then great. But I I want this phone to do well. I don't know how well it can do, but I know that there are people who hate Samsung but want a foldable. So I think Motorola will be able to do okay. Who hate? Okay, who hates Samsung? 
I some think people. people are ambivalent about some Samsung. People. Some people do. Do they really? Like, yeah. would, that, would somebody be so against buying a Samsung phone that they wouldn't want? Some like, people hate I, One UI. Or, or I don't even know if they hate One UI, but they hate TouchWiz, and that is carried over uh, through Samsung experience into One UI, and they're, they're just, like, unwilling to... to I'm um, not sure I buy that anymore. Yeah. I'm know. willing to be wrong about that. If you hate Samsung and you're just, like, unwilling to buy a Samsung phone, please email me and and let me know. I'm I'm very curious. I think there's a lot of ambivalence to Samsung because of its size. But like, yeah, that that I I don't know if I buy the the antipathy the way that there was say 8 9 years ago. All right, let's finish it up talking about Amazon's new Fire Max 11 tablet. This thing's a beast. Well, it's um it, relatively speaking. I mean, beast like it's not a beast in terms of price or anything or specs. It's just like big. It is big. It, it's, it's their just, biggest it's a consumption yet. device. It's the preferred consumption device to the Pixel tablet at half the price, basically. Well, it's so funny. It's just like a, a note in their press release. But like, I mean, they've kind of been doing what Google's been trying to do for a while, which is like they have that like echo display mode where it basically turns it into an echo show. Like you have to provide a dock. But like, <laughs> I don't know, there is an argument of like, I have not seen what the Pixel tablet can do that is so special that like if that's really what you want is you just want a tablet that will sit on a speaker or like near a speaker and then, you know, you can browse the web with it, like depending on how the performance is on this and like to be clear, probably not good. There's an argument to be made that you're better off just buying this and like a $50 Bluetooth speaker and calling it a day. But yeah, but the price is right here. 230. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to see how this will do compared to the Galaxy Tab A. That's right in the same range, and that gets deals. Well, anything Fire is going to get deals out the wazoo, but yeah, it, I'm. It's got a random MediaTek chip from like 2020. I was going to so say like, 8188. Yeah. I'm like, I swear I know that series, and that's because 8183 is, is just used in so many Chromebooks. So I know exactly yeah. the level of power this is going to have. It, it is Chromebook adjacent, um, so yeah. it's not. But it's certainly the nicest looking fire tile. It, it, it's got an aluminum body that I wouldn't go over the moon here, but like it, it's a low bar to clear, but it's better than the plastic shells on, on previous models. Um, it's got a fingerprint sensor. That's cool. I wish it didn't have a camera bump because God knows the camera is going to be useless, but it, it does. Yeah, I don't know. It, it could be good for what it is. And uh, you'll probably be able to put the Play Store on it unless they broke it again. Uh, but pr- probably not. Probably. And that's coming when? june 14th i believe is the yeah june 14th so like a couple weeks all right and finally but uh you know saving the worst for last google youtube is killing stories i had completely forgotten that stories were on youtube but they apparently are nobody uses them and just like fleets they are disappearing into the ether leaving instagram and snapchat really the only platforms that still do stories correctly i just wanted to oh does ven did venmo get rid of them <laughs> i just I wanted know. to put i does, don't even does remember anybody use stories on venmo i don't even to be honest with you i'm pretty sure venmo had stories at one point but i also could be making a joke and and, and who knows at this point um yeah i i uh i mostly put this in the show notes just so i can make a joke that uh this is what's going to happen to shorts in like five years just calling my shot uh, probably 
I mean, I, I just it. find shorts so infuriating, but that's just because I watch YouTube on a TV. I don't watch YouTube on a phone. So shorts just are so annoying on a TV. I just wish I could turn them off in my subscriber feed. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't want to watch them. I know they have a oh, little icon, yes. but like, j- I just like, can my, I just want my eyes. Well, I, I've had to train like, my eyes to glaze just, past it. If you go to your YouTube subscriptions, shorts show up just like any other video. Yeah. And unless you look at the length of the video when you're on TV, you don't even get an icon. It's just an, oh, it's, there's some janky ass vertical video and yep. in with all of the other, like, properly done videos that I actually wanted to watch. Yep. It's dumb. That's all. All right. I love ending the show on a dumb Google story because there are so many of them. But, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of just random news this week, but busy as always yeah one, one more thing actually uh, uh daniel oh four stars for before sunrise come on yes four, four not five okay all right yes because before sunset and before midnight are five star movies they're all five star movies before they but, are not. but before sunset is the best of the three it, it, it's as, correct it's a perfect movie it is a exactly film. that's the problem is that but if they I gave can all before be five sunrise, stars no they can't because it's not as good okay but if you don't have by the this. core that is established in Before Sunrise. You don't exactly. have the success. It's a that good comes starter out. film. Right, it's right. a. It's, I still it's, think it's five just, stars across the board. That's I, I'm updating it to. I'm. I'm gonna update my other Before movies. I did. I did. I was gonna talk to you about it. I'm. I'm. I'm glad you. You side. You know. You sideswipe me here at the end of the podcast. <laughs> put me. Put me on notice. But. Um, yeah. I'm. I'm trying to use it more. So it's check good. out our letterboxed. Yeah. Uh, I'm at Journey Dan there. Will, what are you at? I have no idea. I think just my name, Will Saddleberg, I think. If you just search that, you'll all come up. So, yeah. Okay. I saw A Triangle of Sadness. I, have you seen that? I, I have not. I you saw your two-star review. It's terrible. It's so bad. <laughs> I'd love, I, I want you to watch it. I want you to tell me what you think. I will. All right. That's it. Thank you so much for listening. Ara, Will, have a great week. We'll be back next week. Will can give us his review of The Little Mermaid. Oh my god! Uh, hopefully, oh, I I wanted to go see that so bad yesterday, but I was sick. I have. I'd to love. See that I'd this love weekend. to talk about that. All right, if you go see it next week, and will maybe you can go see it. I don't. I I don't, don't want to. They cut Le Poisson. Like, come on, what are we doing here? Where's Wait, my really? Yes. Awesome. They, there's right, no right, scene of a French chef going he 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 ha 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 anymore. It's like, what most, are we doing? It's the most racist thing ever, and you will never beat Rene Abrajan's version. So just no. <laughs> it's give, like, give me new music that is less like just utterly offensive. Mm. Here's all I'm saying is that it's 50 minutes. It's fifth five zero 50 minutes longer than the original, and they cut songs out of it. That's all I'm saying. So you got to make room for Lin Manuel Miranda songs. You don't. That's the thing. You really don't. We we've we it's not 2016. We don't have to do that. I mean, I'm I purposely have not watched any of the trailers in the last month. I have purposely not looked at the you listing of the soundtrack evening. I do I've tried not to even look at any of the posters or the images. It's been so hard scrolling through Instagram and just being like, ah oh, crap, they did another media push. Swipe. swipe. Or I think you know the story. I think you, like, I it's not, not about this story. This is the Lin Manuel Miranda. They they also cut the the best verse out of Ursula's song about um they they the body uh what is no! it, body and all that they cut that verse so mm. very cool. That's a shame. Yeah. Uh, but again, I've tried not to hear anything about this movie. I've tried not to look at it because mostly when I look at the design work for the undersea characters and I just go, why? But no, I, I want to see this movie. I know the story. We all know the story. That's not why you watch something like this. 
So I want to see what they change. I want to see where they can add depth. I want to see where they can bring something new in without making it feel forced. Well, And I've been waiting for a live-action Little Mermaid film for 10 fucking years, and I am going to enjoy this. That's And that's <laughs> fine, and I'm I hope you do. I'm going to try. <laughs> I will be watching the true story that takes place uh, under the sea, and that's, of course, Avatar The Way of Water, a four-and-a-half-star <laughs> masterpiece <laughs> and one of my favorite films and of 2022. <laughs> and that's All right, the show. That's it. All right, I expect your review next week. We'll dedicate some time to it. Until then, we'll be back. Have a great week. Enjoy your weekends, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Did they seriously cut the don't underestimate the power of body language? (laughs) 